Hello, hello, hello. For those watching on YouTube, you always get this uh, awkward beginning as I wait for everybody to load inside. We're going to just tweet this out real quick. Uh, we are live. We're gonna talk off season. Not the J. Cole um. We just uh, wait for it to um. Do you speak Spanish, Jacob? Razork is doing a podcast right now on Twitch And I can't understand what he's saying I do not speak Spanish. I know Cato speaks Spanish, which I was very, very surprised by. Uh, Chime wonder, hey, Amara, I'm recently laying in, lying in bed with COVID. Happy to watch Voice of Yamara after watching some Rick and Morty. I hope uh, it will pass, and I hope that the immunity will serve you well, my friend. It seems to be that we are living in a world where everyone is going to have COVID at one point in time and we're going to establish immunity because it seems just to be unavoidable. But then again, I'm not a doctor. Cadel is indeed very good with Spanish. I'm good. Good to see you. You can speak Arabic though. Yes. And I will take the show you about Arabic. Assalamu alaikum. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. I hope you're having a good day. Thank you very much. How funny was Kato reacting to his vid talks getting leaked in stream? Yeah, it was pretty funny, huh? It's pretty funny indeed. You know, that's that's a good place to start, right? Kato, what a brilliant man. You know, I don't know uh, Kato too well, but every interaction I've had with him has been very pleasant. Very smart guy, you know. He has, uh, we cut, we're cut from the same cloth in the essence of, um, you know, you know, coming from the pro side, moving into the casting side, and you know his mentality of how you are and how you have to be in order to compete well uh, at the pro level was shown in his work in on on the content side and also in his casting. There's just this this diligence and this ability to work very hard that you can apply in other avenues, especially where you find passion. And it's very clear that he's passionate about his casting, passionate about his stream, and it has translated very, very well to the community. So for a person like Cadro, you know, when he has to make a decision, you know, it's it's very important to keep as many doors open as possible. And I respect the idea of, um, you know this commitment he's made to his casting and by the time he's finished with it he wants to feel really finished you know for me when i chose to move out of casting i didn't feel super passionate about it. i i felt like i was missing the element of competition and the element of me pushing myself i think i felt like there was too much politics involved in in being in the lec and i didn't like that too much I didn't like how my contract was being managed and so forth. And I felt, you know, I wanted to work in an environment that really, really pushed me to my limits. And uh, you, you find that wherever you find passion. So respect to Kedro. I thought, um, 
you know, if he does choose not to coach now, I think those those opportunities will also show up uh, later down the line because, you know, people talk and I know that uh, uh, coaches are very sought after, you know. It's like, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's like in, in, in a world where, you know, I would be uh, under no contract, you know, the, the piranhas come, you know. <laughs> no. God bless Kedro. Uh, today I wanted to just talk about off season, some issues you know that you run into off season. Everyone like the, 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 there's this common trend where people think and people say that this off season's been fucked up, and you know we can just scroll down to the list of forgive me, we can scroll down to the list of of, of players that are not signed, and there's some craziness here already, right? There's some craziness already. Um, I think. There's an element of salaries have gone too far in terms of what the return is. And also uh, contracts are not written favorably towards players, which cause very strange situations for um, for players uh, across the board. I feel like now with the new agencies, uh, some of the new agencies are coming into the picture, are doing a much better job. And they are, um, you know, setting up um, the players uh, for, for for success in the future. But I feel like some of the players' salaries as well for some of the, the old school players has definitely like caught up. So it seems like uh, more orgs are leaning towards cheaper options, uh, options uh, like players that don't have any options at all. Uh, because, you know, naturally for any person, uh, the salary progression throughout your career should be upwards, right? To go down is, um, you know, a tough reality check, right? It's a very tough reality check. And um, with that in mind, it it seems like this offseason has kind of blown it up, right? You know, the biggest surprise for me of, of, of the player that is not assigned is... Uh, you know, I think these names here, uh, Jizuke and, and Jensen. I think Jensen is in a more, you know, is in a very strange position, you know, with all the rumors that flew around. You know, Jensen is, is a man that can easily apply pressure to the community by just um, playing the game of, um, you know, streaming and making himself very visible. Because this is a player that is going to be a resident and... Um, you know, Jensen's going to be well off, you know. Uh, Jensen, uh, you know, the, when, you, when you keep players like this uh, on, uh, on on contract, it uh, always puts everything into question. And uh, it's not like Theo's move is not understandable because Bjergsen is such a big name that uh, really, really brings, um, you know, a lot of eyeballs uh, to your project. Uh, Jensen is a phenomenal player, and I think his World Championship run was super, super good. I think, you know, it was the same thing, right? Nemesis went over to Korea and there is a, an opportunity in being a big name and being able to stream because the voice of the community is a little bit more powerful than I would like it to be. It is strange how the opinion of, of fans matters, but it does. It, it really does. 
and Nemesis had the opportunity right, to stream during all of that time where players, the, the big streamers that are on teams like Yankos, Caps or whatever, you know, these players uh, can stream during the season. So it becomes a lot more uh, uh, difficult, uh, you know, uh, uh, for them to, to keep up, right? And then there was, of course, Nemesis. His opinion, the opinion of, of the community for Nemesis went through the roof because he uh, is allowed to expose himself so much to uh, the viewership, right, uh, during uh, during the actual season. So I think there's an opportunity there for a player like Jensen to actively stream and to showcase his ability and to leverage that public opinion about him in order to uh, put that pressure on the teams. It also helps a lot that Jensen is actually like a really strong player and is, is a player that is going to secure, you know, that he's a resident in North America, which is uh, super huge too, right? And then, of course, uh, Jizuke, uh, I keep pressing this away. Uh, Jizuke is also a crazy one. Like, Jizuke, I, I knew that Jizuke has been misunderstood for a very long time, right? It's like... I believe League of Legends is a game where every player has an opportunity to express themselves because the game isn't figured out. You know, there's there's a lot of different ideas that can um, show themselves within the game in terms of how you play in different matters and how you perceive the game. There's a lot. Of, there's an element of of freedom in the game that. Uh, that allows you to just express yourself. And Jizuki does that beautifully. Jizuki is not a player that you cage in. Jizuki is the type of player, uh, in a similar fashion to Hilly, where depending on your conditions within your team, the idea of how you're going to... Uh, basically, how you're going to win a game is going to change sometimes people say oh jizuke hilly they're inting right they're inting but in reality they are making a very strong argument for why their decision could be a winning decision in the context of what players they have the mentality of the players that they have and also the knowledge they have in the game sometimes a waiting game can be a losing game and it's about making the best out of the odds that you have in the game. Uh, chat box is supposed to be visible, but I don't know why it's not working. Properties. Visual settings. Chatter. I'm not sure why, why the chat is not working. No idea. There it is. And and Jizuke is just that, right? I believe Jizuke finally had some teammates that he could rely on, and he had a good roster. And uh, Jizuke did very well in summer. Like the EG was was dominating for the majority of summer, and it's very surprising to me that uh, Jizuke didn't find a home. Uh, someone asked me if. Um, if we consider Jizuke for 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 top lane and yeah you know as an organization we have to consider all options right it's just uh, the nature of the business you always have to 
actively think about any potential options and i believe you know from from uh, the the point of view as a, a league spectator and a league enjoyer not from the point of view of of fanatic is that um jizuki would indeed be a fantastic top laner like the the, the elements uh, that come to mind when it comes to uh, a, a top laner is a precision in laning, understanding of how to leverage jungle and how to not get fucked by jungle, and at the same time, being able to find ways to be very impactful in the game mid to late game. Right? Being able to drive a game, yo, I'm going to push this side lane, hover into mid, we're going to take the mid prior, put down vision, and then I want you guys to hover so I can push top all the way, then we're going to group. Right? That level of commandment is important for solo laners, so Jizuki's, these, these are Jizuki's strong points. But nevertheless, for me, always what I tell players that are close to me that feel cheated in an offseason, because that can definitely occur. Many people get cheated in an off-season and they are there, left with opportunities and they look across and they think, yo, this guy, I'm better than him. He has an opportunity he doesn't deserve. That happens. That happens. But that's just life, right? There's so many things that are outside of our control. We can only focus on the things that are, that are in our control. Eventually, there's this quote that I love. Luck is where opportunity and preparation meets. You got to keep working hard. You got to keep preparing yourself for that moment in time when you are in that team, when you have that opportunity and you got to seize it and you got to run with it. That's what makes esports so dangerous and exhausting is because everything can change. Both in in-game, you could be a master of the game and then it changes one week later and then maybe you struggle to figure it out. That is something that is very frustrating to deal with. And then on top of that, right? I lost my train of thought, actually. Eventually, you know, you're going to be surrounded by like-minded individuals and eventually it will pay off big. But what is so strange to me is that I thought all of the things that Jezuki went through, like that first year on EG when they put him in a cage with the, with the coaching staff that completely misunderstood him. I thought finally with Peter Dunn in the picture that thing would, things would get better. And in summer, him impact, like impact in him, they good, smurfed it, you know, they absolutely smurfed it. And I thought finally this is the redemption arc of Jezuki. People are going to see glimpses of what I see in Jezuki. And I thought it's going to go a very, very long way. And, yeah, turns out it didn't. But genuinely, you gotta have a little bit of luck. Like, let's say I'm a, I'm a top laner, and then all of a sudden, there's 10 new insane top lanes coming out from Academy that just turned 17. Like, I don't have any control over that. Maybe I'm playing a role where there is, like, right now, as a coach, I'm quite fortunate, right? Because, because look at the coaching scene. It's, it's pretty slim, right? It's pretty slim. But I know that the people are coming because 
that's just the nature of the job you know i need to keep improving myself i need to keep working hard i need to seize whatever opportunity i have and make the absolute best out of it to translate that into the next opportunity into the next opportunity i grabbed something and i never let go yo so as thank you so much for the raids i really appreciate it so as straight up gangster speaking of people that uh are not signed so as what a gangster man imagine you know way they didn't even put so as in the elite tier what a scam why why did they put him over here what is this box Oh, it's LCS and LEC. Never mind. It's like separated. I just got uh, so confused. I, I just got so confused because like fucking Jensen, Jezuke, like there's some names in here that are uh, European. So I didn't think there was a, a separation. <laughs> all right, all right. No, so as a straight up gangster, man. You know, so as is a part of the group of players that um you know shaped the way the game is being played today you know i played against soas back in season two like i remember when he was on triple a and he was playing nidley top and linak was coming with his udir and i was getting dove level two three and i was like what the fuck is this man this is league of legends right here man and i needed to just rethink how i view the whole game you know, which is absolutely crazy, right? Absolutely nutty. But anyhow, this offseason brought some new names, some new ideas. You know, I think there's a lot of teams with GMs out there that uh, don't necessarily understand uh, the game so well. And they are building teams off of hype and the opinions of others. And I think that can be uh, quite dangerous too. But uh, a big shout out to uh, to Soaz. Uh, you know, he's, he's one of the OG gangsters. For sure he is. I love that Jesses is also here on the support role. That's that's hilarious to me. <laughs> Vigi Chachi as well, one of the OG gangsters. Um, in regards to uh, everybody else, you know, on on my end, like the, there's a name floating around uh, that uh, I don't feel uh, comfortable just yet uh, talking about uh, because I'd like to wait until things are finalized. You know, here we're using this document or this page from Reddit to justify me talking about it. So I can just talk based on the information that I see here, right? I, I don't want to talk beyond that because, of course, I have information that I have, like, like I have I have information here that that shouldn't come from me. So that there are certain things that if, if you notice I'm not addressing, it's for a good reason. And... Um, and in the end, you know, it is what it is. A leader is another homie of ours, right? 
Melida, what you up to, man? Is there any news on your side, or...? Talk to us, leader. Promoted to manager, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna do the McDonald's runs, huh? I hope things uh, get uh, get figured figured out for you, man. I have the silly thing. I made a soundboard. I'm gonna check if it works. Can you guys hear this? Can you guys? Did you guys hear this? went back in time yes <laughs> all right 1982 soundboard feels good man is it cold in there there's, there's the hood for style points yeah it's a bit cold honestly it's a bit cold anyhow yeah uh a lot of uh, GMs, I would say, are kind of lost uh, to know. It, it, it's just, I, I, I believe it's an element of prices going amok and people uh, having uh, wrong opinions about how people are valued. And at the same time, I believe um, GMs just don't see value while it's in front of them. It's just... Um, it's just a case, right? We've seen some crazy signings and uh, just some names that they, they are not in teams is also just, it's just mental to me. Uh, nevertheless, let's take a look at some of these rosters, all right? So everything here is just, I don't know if it's confirmed or not confirmed. It is what it is, right? And the curious thing always about players and about anyone in general is how like when when you see roster transfers you see super teams built and you're trying to place a player from one team and you try to translate that performance from that team into a different team you have to understand um you know that uh, people react differently depending on the environment that they are in a player can be fantastic in one environment and a lot worse in a different one and that's why you need to really cherish the players that um, create environments. They build environments by their own hands. Strong enough players that uh, no matter where they go, there is a standard set for these type of players. You could... There are plenty of teams where 
they've won. They've won team. They like they've won something, but then those players are placed in other teams and they won't win ever again, right? And I don't want to throw names out there, but I'm sure you guys can figure it out. There are there are certain players that only win in winning teams and when they're outside of that environment, they are not that impressive. And 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 it's not to 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 talk shit about those players either, right? Because sometimes those players are necessary too. Adaptable players that follow along on a journey. Right? But I say this to celebrate players that are have that longevity, that are really, really good and have a very high level, right? Uh, guys, Reckless is really not a good example. Is really not a good example, I think. Because even in G2's down year, to to blame that solely on Reckless is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Reckless was competing on a very good level. And just because a lot of things went wrong for G2 doesn't mean that you can blame that all on Reckless because he was the one abstract change. Perks leaves very big shoes to fill and often when you have a team working together for that long, it's very rare. It's it's very rare in esports that teams stick together. Very rare that that uh, that that teams stick together for as long as G2 did, right? 2019 together, 2020 together, and 2021, they made one change, but the dynamic remained similar. Same coach, right? Grabs with the addition of Nelson and then four players and then Reckless, right? And sometimes you can have five fantastic players and the the dynamic has run its course. They all need a change of pace. Similar thing happened to us in Splice. We managed to get to the World Championship and then coming into the next year, we had this hopium copium that we would we would be able to be even better coming into the next year. But the dynamic had run its course. And when I was there in spring, between spring and summer, when I uh, left for my position and we we amicably just you know uh, exited the contract, it just made the most sense to me because we made the best out of that situation. And we reached our peak. G2's roster, I feel, that dynamic had reached its peak. So they had to make some changes. And it's unfair to apply that blame to anyone specifically. Splices, what now? Splices now, Mad Lions. I don't think, I think it's very ridiculous to think that any player that was on G2 in 2021 is bad. That's ridiculous. Very, very ridiculous. Very strong players. So when I was talking about players that are, were on a winning team and aren't necessarily the driving force behind that team it was winning, you know, you can think a little bit deeper about this, right? Think a little bit deeper about this. It's more historic. It's a lot more historic than that, right? But instead of putting a negative spin on this we put the positive spin on it we put the positive spin there are players that are catalysts for success Hillisang is a great example 
right? Hirisang is a fantastic example because Unicorns of Love was very competitive with Hilly. Very competitive with Hilly. Hilly just has a very strong drive in game, right? Oof. Hilly is a powerful force. And then, of course, in Fnatic 2, you know? Very powerful force. Perks, powerful force. You know, this 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 man, you know, he was in G2 for that long, and then he went over to, to C9, and, you know, Vitality, even though there's question marks around that roster, uh, there's, there's an excitement around any team that has uh, the player that is called Perks. And there is definitely uh, more players like that. And those players should be celebrated. But the reason I brought up this topic is because in all of this, you know, when we're looking at these rosters, right? So, for example, uh, let's look at uh, TSM's rumors, rumored roster. Huni, I think, fantastic player. I, I get surprised every time people talk bad about him. But I think this, this guy is p pretty damn good. I think Speaker was... Uh, from, from the few games that I watched in North America... I was genuinely uh, impressed uh, by by speaker. He seemed like the the, the one sh chicken with its head uh, on in a lot of the games where I saw TSM play in the regular season. It's like this is the chicken with the head, and then everyone else is a headless chicken. And this guy just uh, did a lot of correct decisions. Take over? Not sure. It's a good song. Taking over. Tactical. I, I I from from my impression from what I saw I I was kind of underwhelmed by his um, performance last year but I, I thought that it was his breakout year was was definitely like very positive you know when he came in and took double lift spots I felt like wow this is a pretty decent player like he um, he came into uh, the world you know playing like with code JJ with uh, they were playing rock on Twitch. They were doing like decent things and 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 so forth. Like it was, it was, it was interesting, right? But in the context of what I brought up before, like always with how people react to certain environments. Now with the question marks surrounding TSM's environment, you know, maybe players uh, perform worse. Maybe players perform better under such an environment, right? It's it's always of a question of how do certain players react in certain situations. Mickey, of course, to tie in in the conversation before, like Mickey is a fantastic uh, player. Uh, he's going to find uh, success wherever he goes, but he doesn't have as strong a personality as 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 Perks. That's why, to me, you know, Mickey and Perks was the perfect bowling because Perks very strong personality. Mickey is very adaptable, very adaptable. Nevertheless, TSM, I think this is, you know, already that you have Mickey and, and Speaker Huni, like that already is, uh, you know, that's, that's a recipe for, for fisting, you know, and, and tactical if he can regain his form. Uh, interesting. Chawi as well, like this was announced uh, or rumored to be announced the other day. And Chawi is a fucking legend, this guy. Uh, this guy has uh, probably a wealth, wealth of information, wealth of knowledge. And that's uh, pretty pretty sick. It's funny how people are unhappy with Fianic Humor when that guy just wanted to see twice and was best in the NSC. People are unhappy about uh, the humanoid rumor. 
Uh, nevertheless, let's move on. C9, LCK9, LC9K. I don't know how people want to do the abbreviation. Summit. So Summit is a beast. Fnatic Reddit is a gold mine. It really is. Bro, anything I post on Fnatic Reddit gets deleted. I don't know why. <laughs> it gets deleted for some reason, which is uh, insanity. Uh, nevertheless, Summit, brilliant player. Like, mechanically, he's, he's, a, he's a guy I would be like, you know, Summit, very strong mechanical player, very strong 1v1 laner. Um, in in terms of like carrying games and driving games, I think he could be a little bit better. This would be like, if anything, this would potentially be his weakness. But his team fighting is very fucking strong. Mechanics very fucking strong. Lane understanding really really fucking strong. Like uh, he's he's a super hard worker and uh, brilliant pickup. Really really good pickup. Like Summit is a really good player. Uh, this is, but once again, to tie it into the previous conversation, the, the the curious thing will be how does Summit adapt to North America? A lot of players go to North America play worse there, right? They play worse there due to uh, you know the, the the circumstances being a lot tougher. It's the same when we were in Vitality, we brought over Mowgli. Mowgli was was very successful in Africa, was a very strong player in Africa, right? had fantastic games his level was fantastic we couldn't translate his performance that he had in Africa Freaks in Vitality due to not paying close enough attention to what actually made him good in the previous environment and that can be social that can be you know living arrangement that can also be game game wise right like over in Africa he was sitting between Kuro and um I'm trying to think what top laner they had. M not Maron. Maron, it was Keen. He was playing, it's sitting between Kuro and Keen, and he had Spirit right behind him, you know, supporting him. So he had, he had, you know, these, these um, figures that uh, showed him a very strong example, right? So we couldn't translate the performance he had in Africa super well to the performance that we wanted him to have in Vitality, right? And that's that's a learning process. That's definitely like a learning process. And that's going to be always the challenge. I think Blabber, brilliant player. I think Blabber and, and, and Speaker, really good players. Like these these are these are two players that I would genuinely consider yo. You wanna come to, to Europe at some point? And uh play with the big dogs these are like na import level uh, players that uh, can come over to, to to europe at some point because honestly the jungle position is quite slim in the west quite slim like whippo came in he rolls up to jungle and dominated he fucking dominated which of course credit to whippo fucking uh <laughs> Bipo is a fucking insane player. Credit to Bipo. But still, says a little bit about uh, the jungle situation, right? Like, uh, like Blabber Speaker, definitely could be players that, that go. Fudge mid lane. Interesting. I don't know what to think of this. Uh, I don't know enough about Fudge. 
I don't know. I haven't seen enough of his games. Uh, this is going to require a lot of fucking hard work. A lot of fucking hard work. I, I, I don't know how this is going to pan out. Right? Berserker slash Sven wins him, Isles, and then LS reign over West Rice. So there's, there's, it's, it's like, this could be a bottle, you know, lightning in a bottle or dynamite in a bottle. You know, this can be something gorgeous, but there's a lot of what ifs here, right? From the, from a potential standpoint, I don't know how, what the fuck I just did. I'm going to just repress this. From a potential standpoint, the C9 roster looks, looks like it has potential, but a lot of things can go wrong here, right? Like, um, in, in terms of transitioning your your life from uh, from from Korea to North America, probably, you know, historically C9 has been one of the better teams at uh, translating that performance, right? Uh, often players come to C9, they perform really fucking well, and then they go to other teams and uh, perform worse. That's That's like a common trend. So C9 as an organization, from an outside perspective, it seems like uh, they have, you know, some stuff figured out. And I'm curious to see if, if, if the LS thing actually pans out, because that's going to also be a big change of pace. There's going to be so much pressure on LS because he's been a very um, controversial, not controversial, but maybe controversial. Uh, like it sounds like such a negative word, but he's very engaged in his opinions and uh, this is going to put everything to the test. Like he's putting his reputation on the line and there's a lot of pressure on him for his team to succeed. And with that can come a lot of frustration and that can be you know, a very difficult challenge uh, to overcome. Because I know from what I've seen, uh, once again, outside perspective, it seems like Ellis, of course, uh, cares about the public perception and the conversation that happens in the game, right? Uh, but nevertheless, Summit, Blabber, already, you know, fucking, that's, that's, that's going to be super cool. Um, this, this roster has potential. I don't know enough about Fudge. I don't know too much about uh, the supports that they are planning to pick up. Uh, Berserker neither. Uh, but C9 is, is the type of uh, structure to seem to be able to piece it together when they welcome in new players, right? So, all in all, I think that team has potential. It's going to be fun to watch. But I hope if Ellis goes down the line of, of, uh, of, of coaching that uh, it will only be about the team and only about the players. right? Because it's very natural to look at this and the focus will be Ellis Lul, draft Lul, you know. But I hope that uh, if he's in a position that he coaches this, that the main focus will be the success of, 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 of the players. And that will be very challenging because a lot of eyes will be on that team. All right. Team Liquid. Ooh. Ooh, mama. <laughs> that's, a, that's a roster. You know, Fnatic, uh, you know, Fnatic Bipo, like, he, he's a player that has, of course... You know, also what I wanted to point out, like, I know Summit, and I would imagine 
that like like summit and ls as like in terms of game ideas might might clash a little bit but clashes can be good clashes don't have to be bad i was talking uh, earlier about players that um that are driving forces and they make teams succeed and <laughs> those players are the elite players right those are the players you want to have on teams and uh, Bupo is one of them Bjorksen is one of them Coach JJ is one of them no no shame to anyone uh, the other players they are also strong players but uh, Bjorksen Coach JJ Bupo they are engines this is uh, going to be exciting. Everyone everyone talks about always in the conversation of rosters, like, yeah, resources. Oh, they have three players that want jungle attention. No one ever thinks like this. No one ever thinks like this, guys. I have, like, it's such a shit way of of viewing things it's like yeah they're they're bringing in this player that needs jungle attention but the jungle always passes into bots how are they ever gonna solve it no this is such a it's such a shit way of, of viewing viewing the game it's just so surface level like i've never come across players that actually think like this Never, ever. I, I, I've seen players that think like this, but they're often just bad. They're often just bad then. It's like, yeah, we should pass top. It's like, you just say that before we know the draft, before we know the enemy draft? No. You want to have a team that is very flexible and has opportunities everywhere. That's how you have to view it, right? Not say, yeah, this team only passes into bot. You have a problem already, right? It's a weakness. It's a strength and a weakness. Weakness in the sense that you're predictable and sometimes your draft forces you to do something different. It's strength in the sense that maybe you are a master of, of few instead of many. But nevertheless, you want to have players that are problem solvers and the, the elite players are problem solvers. You know, Hansama had a fantastic uh, year last year and uh, you know TL for sure on paper, looks like the strongest team. And uh, they needed a coach, you know, to bring them together, truly, you know? Because in the end, these are guys that don't need to be taught how to play the game. They need someone that um, can bring them together. And I think Jalot is uh, an interesting signing. That's, that's, that's cool. 100 Thieves, cool that they keep the same roster. I, th I think that's pretty sick. And they added Mithy. Oof. Mithy is a brilliant guy to add to any team, man. This this guy has a lot of fucking game knowledge, and uh, in 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 the right environment, uh, is just fuck. What the fuck did I just do? There we go. In the right uh, in the right environments can always be used for good. Is a is a problem solver. Someday did better and better at the World Championship. I thought he was underperforming during the regular split. Tenacity had a good run during uh, his solo queue hours uh, over here in, in Europe. Good for him. I think this is this is a very stable roster. Good. EG, Impact. Impact, a really fucking good player. I think he's... I like Impact. Inspired. I am not sure how this will work. 
like inspired is one of those guys that um definitely you know functions super good under some specific conditions so i'm excited to see how inspired functions when he doesn't have those same conditions because he found that success on rogue and rogue gave him something very specific they gave him something very specific and we will see how inspired acts to a completely different uh, environment you know it's like in eg like in rogue the team was was waiting for inspired timers and and playing for him and inspired was very good at utilizing those windows it's like oh the enemy showed bot I'm going to take three camps here and we're very well aware of of the enemy you know um uh, camp situation and he was very good at squeezing leads you know this was something that inspired it super well but then you look at the series against us right when he maybe needed to be a different player and then he wasn't looking too exciting but that's maybe just the nature of the jungle position i'm just excited to see how inspired functions in a different team just as you know the, the thought experiment was always there. It's like, how would Inspired function in a different team? Is he going to find ways to look just as good? But maybe that's just a problem of, of League of Legends in general, that it's tough. Uh, it's, it's easy to look good when you're winning, and it's tough to look good when you're losing, right? So we will uh, we'll have to just uh, pay attention and see. Uh, Jojo Pune, um not so sure here. Like, um, this is going to be interesting because... Jizuki brought something very important to EG. Like, he brought something very important to EG, and that was volatility that uh, drove away attention from the weaknesses on the map. And uh, can Jojo Pyun do the same? I'm not sure. I haven't watched any of his games. Uh, I think Danny, and Vul uh, Danny uh, wasn't ever, like, the greatest laner. We'll have to see how that functions to get with Vulcan. Like, um, Danny had some pop-off moments on Trist, but for me, what brought EG to life was, was fucking Jizuke uh, being an absolute machine. So I believe they need to find way, ways to, to find teeth again, because I, I really believe that, uh, that uh, Jizuke was, uh, was the, the, the main driving force behind EG's uh, you know, success in summer. So let's see if uh, Jojo, uh, Jojo is going to do good here. Let's see. GGS, Licorice, Lost. Now this is this is this is going to be interesting, right? <laughs> like a player like Lost, with all the drama of TSM, how is he going to be just much greater? Is he going to be? Much greater. Like his his name is just brilliant. His name was 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 truly. It's just gonna be gorgeous. GG lost. Like it's just. It's just gorgeous. But this is another one of those situations where I'm excited to see lost in a different environment. How is he going to function, with in a team where there's uh, less big names? There's going to be, you know, less of uh, of a pressure on him. You know, uh, it's it's interesting to to see how Lost is going to, 
you know, function under a different environment, right? Uh, but all in all, uh, GGS, uh, I don't think this is a strong enough team to do any damage, so I'm not going to linger around too long. Hanser, Joseodo, Joseodo, Deodorante, Tukui, Mabols, or whatever his name is, Johnson, Afromu. A decent team, decent team, serviceable. Uh, I think this is a decent, decent looking team. Tukui is, 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 is like a. I, I, like a like a justifiable signing from from the information that is uh, publicly uh, available, right? CUG. It seems like they made a complete a revamp. I don't know too much about these players uh, besides contracts. Any contracts showed you know some moments of, of of goodness. I can tell you guys. You know. I will tell you guys a lot more about. The fanatic off season when when the time is right. So I know people are speculating about why the, the off season went a certain way or what were the options and so forth. But I will tell you guys everything when everything is announced. So just hold on tight because people are speculating and they're speculating very wrong. And uh, you know it is what it is. I'm just uh, make, making that uh, note uh, out there. Okay, so I don't know too much about these players. God bless CLG, you know, they, they got Bud Light aced and uh, they are uh, trying uh, to do something else. IMT, Revenge, Xerxes, Power of Evil, Wild Turtle, Destiny. I don't know, it's just, it's just weird to me because it's... There's a line where I would rather not know than know. Because clearly, right, from the get-go, we know already that Team Liquid is going to compete, is going to be stronger than everybody, right? 100 Thieves are carrying on from what they have from last year, which is good. So 100 Thieves will be up there almost certainly, right? They added Mithy. Most likely, we can assume they're going to continue down the same line. So I have TL first, Honor Thieves second, and the C9 for me is, is third due to uh, the potential that they have here, right? Due to the potential. Things can go very right or very wrong, right? And then for me, the fourth is TSM. Miki, Speaker, Huni, those are like fucking good players. And then for me, uh, EG probably fifth, and then everything else is not exciting enough for me to like even begin to imagine them causing any type of damage to this structure, right? To the structure that we just mentioned. So TL first, second hundred thieves, C9 fourth, TSM fifth, EG. Uh, sorry, uh, TL first would be the, the 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 if if I made a tier list from from judging, right? And, of course, I say this with not knowing too much about certain names here on this list. TL first, 100 Thieves second, C9 third, C9 lightning in a bottle or dynamite in the bottle. I can see this going great or go absolute apeshit. Um, and then we have um, TSM fourth, EG fifth, 
and then probably if I would have to choose a sixth based of what I'm seeing here, I would probably put uh, maybe maybe FlyQuest. It's, it's it's an interesting mixture here, I'd I'd, I'd say on FlyQuest. And then the rest, it just my, my the point I wanted to make is just the rest doesn't give me you know the feeling yo this is gonna be a team that could potentially challenge it you know I'd rather not know, you know I'd rather not know it's like like I, I like if I don't know the names at least I can be like yo maybe I don't know something here and maybe something crazy can happen but if I know the names and I'm like yo they're gonna gonna do damage it's like what well, what are we doing here you know. So that's enough for, for LCS. Let's move on to, to the next one. <clears throat> Let's see here. G2. G2, G2, G2. So their rumored roster, it's kind of weird how they are showing like the second league as well. Like it makes it very confusing. So the rumored roster for G2, I, you know, of course, in the context of the staff that is being signed and the top laner that is being signed, maybe they know something I don't know. But in a world where, where top lane, I believe, was kind of in shambles last year, when you look at the West, uh, th there is a great opportunity for a lot of top laners to cement themselves as the best one coming into the next year. And maybe Broken Blade can be in that conversation. But some of the things that I saw, you know, j just based on the things that I saw in the regular season matches, it wasn't enough to excite me super much about Broken Blade. But then again, he was on losing team, and uh, it is a tough position to be in. I understand that G2 went through a lot of tryouts, and of course, uh, Dylan Falco got to work with him, so they are, uh, you know, privy to a lot more information than I am. But all in all, uh, you know, top lane is up for grabs. Generally, it's up for grabs. So Broken Blade definitely would be in contention for that. Any team with Yankos and Caps is going to be competing. It's just how it is. These these two players can can win games on their own. Uh, there is uh, there is nothing else about it. And I like to believe that Yankos, uh, Caps, Dylan Falco, even they're going to surround themselves with players that are actually good. You know. So that, that gives me a lot of benefit of the doubt over the things that I don't know. But I think G2 roster will definitely be, be competitive. You know? I think Tagramas is good. Flactus I don't know too much about. So obviously in my positions, like I have um, I have Hilly and um, Hilly and, and Upset uh, signed. I'm not gonna look too hard into into AD carries and, and, and supports. Like this is why why would I? <laughs> I have uh, in, in insane players. And nevertheless, we move on. Uh, Vitality. So Vitality rumor roster is Alfari, Selfmade, Perks, Karzi, and Labrov. 
So Lavrov is, I think, is a decent player. I think he he has shown, you know, uh, good mechanics. I think strong mechanics and uh, good understanding of where he needs to be on the map. I think that's that's good. I believe him together with Crowney was not really something that worked well. I I don't think they were ever like strong. I think they were like a liability and. Uh, Whenever you're not laning well, a lot of the other things that you're doing are not going to show up great. And I think uh, this is uh, going to be an opportunity for, for, for Lavrov to really spread his wings, you know? Because in terms of game sense, from what I've seen, Lavrov seems uh, pretty decent. But I wouldn't put him on the same level as, as Mickey, Hilly, and, and Kaiser. I think... Um, Mickey, Hilly, Kaiser are on a tier uh, of their own, for sure. Alfari, strong player, self-made, strong player, Perks, very strong player, and then Karzi. You know, it's it's always it's always going to be so fun, you know, because. Uh, Karzi has this great opportunity to cement himself as a very strong... Like, always when 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 groups split apart. Like, for example, with G2. After 2020, moving into 2021, Perks went away from G2. And if Perks find success and G2 do not, it just makes Perks look so damn good, doesn't it? It just makes perks look so damn good. In reality, we can't know. We can't know how G2 would have been if perks continued. We don't know how the year would look like. No clue. We can assume it would have been better. But always when you have like a winning team split up, you always look at, oh, what was the driving force behind that team? So this is a great opportunity for, for Kazi, right? If the rumors are true. It's a great opportunity for Kazi to be like, yo. Yo. I was the reason. Because in my mind, as a spectator of Mad Lions, the two players that stood out to me the most every time I watched them was Kaiser and Humanoid. And then third, it would be Alioya. And um, the other players seemed replaceable. I say seemed because I don't have all the information. And this is Kaz's opportunity to be, yo, I'm going to shit on Mad Lions. You know? That's Kazi's opportunity here. And that's exciting. Very exciting. So all in all, this is a roster that has uh, definitely you know, good potential. I would say that the, uh, the, the coaching staff is going to have a lot of work here. But uh, perks, when you hire perks, it's like you get a little piece of a coaching staff too, you know? <laughs> It's uh, this is a team that definitely is going to go playoffs. So, you know, God bless them.
I think all of these players um, could compete for for title spots. You know, it's like you you look at the roster and the unit of measurement is like how how easy is it to imagine such a team lifting a trophy? You know, with the players they have, and it starts with the individuals, right? It starts with the individuals, and then it moves to the whole picture, right? And um, with the, with that in mind, uh, you know, this is definitely a, a team that can be at the caliber of you know competing for top positions. Mad Lions, you know, the big big change here is going to be Rika, right? Rika, interesting player. I, I I watched plenty of his games. I think this is a, a player that definitely belongs in the LEC. Uh, big shoes to fill, right? Uh, going in after Humanoid and being in a position where you need to carry on, you know, uh, what what Humanoid did in the team, which is going to be very difficult. Because the key thing is, always when you see players play, like I, I, could, I could play a game in Platt and look like Faker, right? Because contextually, it's a lot easier for me to perform at a really fucking high level if I play against worse players. A lot easier. I could be playing on my Smurf and look like I am the second coming of God. Oh my goodness, Yamato Cannon playing Yasuo. Playing Yasuo, right? Playing Yasuo. I could look like Faker, you know? And I say this because being really fucking good against really fucking good players is much harder than it seems. Much harder than it seems. To recreate something like that that Humanoid did is a lot more difficult because the level is on average much higher. Why are you so sure Humanoid left? I'm not sure. I am simply using this Reddit document and using it for a purpose of discussion. Like if one of these teams, like for example, instead of hit it, there would be like Yamato Cannon top lane here, we would still discuss the potential of that team as an unbiased viewer, right? We are just looking at it as an unbiased viewer. That is all. So in my mind, I feel like this is the biggest change for Mad Lions. Riker is a, a, a strong potential player. I think he belongs in the LEC. But joining a team that has won back-to-back splits and the expectation is that they carry on at that same level is going to be a tough task for uh, our friend Riker. Thank you very much for your subscriptions, my friends. Nevertheless, we move on. Misfits. Hirit, Schlatan, Vettel, Neon, Vander. So I believe Neon and, and, and Kobe are of a similar level based on what I've seen. I think um, Razork was a big reason for the successes of, of Misfits, uh, definitely. I think Schlatan has shown... Uh, a lot of good things in in the ERL for sure. So I think it was like natural for for him to be the next player that that goes up in in the jungle position. Uh, I'd say 
you know, together with maybe Synchrof. All in all, I think Misfits are fielding a serviceable roster, but I say that with the caveat that I believe last year, or this year, in fact, they overperformed. They overperformed, and uh, they managed to snag a lot of victories from the jaw of death. Like, we lost two games against Misfits when we were like 5, 6k goal behind, because... Not because they were some brilliant, you know, late-game players. It's just that we completely griefed it. Right? And the same thing G2. We just fucking just gave away. Gave away uh, the fucking Elder Dragon. Like, there were so many, so many, like... It's just the nature of best of ones, right? Shit happens. So, I think Misfits definitely overperformed. I think this is a roster that might perform at a, at a similar level. I, I don't think they, they've made... Uh, uh, like big enough changes to be like wow to be like it, you know we used we used the soundboard uh, for the first time <laughs> all right okay rogue you know malrang is probably the thing that stands out the most here right I think comp fits the bill of a player uh, that, uh, you know, together with Trimby is going to be you know, like strong for lane. You know, it's going to try to continue uh, the, the legacy that Han Sama would leave behind if he leaves. Uh, Malrang, I think if you import in certain positions, like if, if you want to import for, for, for to Western League right now, I think the positions that make sense is jungle and uh, probably top lane. So, Malran coming in, you know, he had some decent games on that one. You know, is he as good as Canyon? <laughs> no. Uh, I think that's pretty fair uh, to say uh, that he's uh, not uh, as good as Canyon because Canyon is a bit of, you know, Canyon is he's, he's walking as he has three legs. You know, is this this man is um, is a machine. But all in all, I, I, I'd say that on paper, Rogue def, definitely look like they've downgraded, right? I think Hansama did a lot of fucking heavy lifting on that team. Uh, BDS, this seems to be, you know, a very curious experiment. Very interesting experiment here, uh, because there's always been that question, how good would the top... ERL teams be against the LEC teams and now we're going to find out this is you know Grabs is doing this project with players that he can mold you know it's going to be interesting to pay attention to but I'll have to see a lot before I will believe that they can cause serious damage to any of um, the top rosters uh, here uh, on the table I'd have to see more a lot more the funny thing is you know always when it comes to teams that go full rookie usually the best players in those lineups get picked up by you know bigger sharks 
Excel. I believe that um, the addition of Thin should be an upgrade, but they share a similar element of um, like like Cries and and Finn are both like eccentric in the sense that they play some weird ass shit. And in a world where the meta is not set yet, I think, yeah, it's interesting to have a little bit of a wild card. I think the key thing for XL is the fact that they're going to play a full year with Marcoon and Advian. Advian sounds like some painkiller med that you get on American advertisement where like, it's like, I can finally lift my child again. I can finally go on bike rides with my wife. And then in the end, it's like, uh, you may experience headaches and, and puking and you loss of toes. Uh, viewer discretion be advised, you know? Advian. Grab your dad by, by the balls and tell him that you love him.com. For further information, please contact your uh, licensed physician. But anyway, I think Excel, the biggest advantage they're going to have is not necessarily roster-wise, but the fact that they get to play together with the same roster for longer, which allows them to, to figure out a lot more. They went into the split, picked up a couple of wins because they held on to what worked for Advian and Markun, but eventually people figured them out. And uh, that was, you know, them just being the victims of time, I believe. SK... Gilius. Now, Gilius is a man that makes teams. You know, when Schalke made the miracle run, before they made it, I said, if there's ever going to be a player that makes such a run possible, it is Gilius. Because this man, his sweat is confident. And that is powerful. It's infectious, in fact. And um, with, the, with the experience that Gilius has gathered over the years, you could see that he's maturing more and more as a player. And as a person that has worked with him, right, in Vitality, that is very fun to see. Very fun to see. So this, this team right here treats... Gilius, Genex, some some decent players. Sertus and Jesu, I would have to see more of. I would just have to see more of. Astralis, Christian Dior, Mr. Fanatic Dior, Fast Track to LEC, Christian Dior Dior. Mr. Pop Smoke himself, Dior25, hopping in to play in the LEC so quickly. You know, this man, if he continues with the same trajectory, you know, God bless his soul. He can maybe do some damage. I think that the, the players that stand out to me the most in this team is actually White Knight and Zanzara. These are good players. Studying them and preparing for matches, 
I believe that White Knight has really, really good fucking fundamentals when it comes to the game. Really solid. A really solid player. And Zanzara, also underrated player. You know, maybe Zanzara in, in, um, in a world where fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, if the meta is like Kindred, Nidalee or something, I don't know. Maybe there's some champions, maybe he doesn't know how to play too well. But uh, maybe not. Maybe it's just not things that he hasn't shown. Like, bro, I was just fucking waiting for him to lock in fiddlesticks. Why didn't he ever pick fiddlesticks, man? I was always worried about his fiddlesticks. Skarner. It's just, you know, sometimes you play League of Legends, right? And you, you play, you play, and then you realize at one point in the game, he did versus us, there you go. You, you guys got... F I remember thinking when he locked it in the first time, I was like, thank Allah that he didn't pick it against us because I CBA this champ. You know, there's sometimes you play League, right? You play solo queue, you're playing the game, you solo kill the enemy, solo kill again, you dive bot, and um, and then eventually you reach a point in the game, it's like, what the fuck? We actually can't play the game. What the fuck is this? And it's like some fucking circus, zoo, champs. It's like enemy has like Poppy, Trundle, Heimerdinger, Fiddlesticks, Anivia, like a bunch of like disgusting crap. And you're like, holy shit, I can't fucking play the game anymore. And sometimes this man picks champs like that. It's like complete cockblock champs. But nevertheless, uh, apparently Lither tells me now that uh, he was he was griefing. <laughs> he was griefing on Fiddlesticks. So maybe he was just holding back because, because he knew. Uh, but... You, you you guys have definitely been in those games where the enemy team has some Mickey Mouse Circus fucking Disney XD Plus on Disney Channel. You know, it's 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 like a composition you've never seen. Uh, it, it's it's a madness. It was for our playoffs for last game of the split. I see. When it goes playoff. Was that the game Selfmade played Zinzao and was like terrible fed? Well, Zinzao was a bit unbalanced, you know? This is the spirit of China. But nevertheless, like these champs, like these zoo champs, like sometimes you play games, bro, you play games and you're like, what the fuck happened here? Especially in a world where there's so many comeback mechanics in the game, these zoo animal Mickey Mouse champs are going to be, uh, going to be great. Uh, nevertheless, if I'm going to be unbiased and rate the off-seasons here of what will go down, I think, based off of the rumors, Fnatic is uh, the winner. Why? Because Yamato Cannon is confirmed. And that's just, you know, as an unbiased party here, okay? As an unbiased enjoyer of the ADC, I'd say that um, Fnatic has won the offseason, okay? So we put Fnatic in the first place. We're going to put you know, Vitality and G2. I think it's a toss-up, you know? In my mind, I put either second and... Um, I could uh, be fine with it. I could be fine with it. 
But I'm thinking like like Vitality G2, you know, both very dangerous teams. It's all about, you know, who are the engines? Who are the engines of the team? Who are, who are going to define how this team is going to play? Who are going to be the big, most important voices in the game? And it's much easier for me to imagine G2 like Cups and Yankos being just that. But at the same time, you know, Perk self-made, maybe that's a relationship that's going to pop off and, and annihilate. But... Just because I've seen it before, it's much easier for me to imagine Caps Yankos, you know? I believe I believe there's there's certain players in every team that is the driving force behind the success of a team. Like as we mentioned with Mad Lions, it was it was it was humanoid and it was uh, it was Kaiser in my mind with Leoya and then um, in regards to uh, for example Damwon Damon very evident, Scanyon, Showmaker, and Barrel, and then all the other pieces are just trying to to uplift these these other pieces and trying to kind of survive and not grief the game completely, right? Uh, but all in all, with G two, I would put them both second place. But let's just put um, like Vitality second, G two third, uh, fourth. I think you just have to go mad. You just have to put mad fourth. Like, they still have Kaiser, Elioyo, uh, Riker, I think, is interesting. I think you have to put them fourth. And then for everything else, honestly, for everything else, who knows? Who knows, man? Everything else, who knows? Like, everything else, who knows? Everything else, I think, can go however. Really. Everything else can go however. I could see a world where any of these teams place... Like, if, if I'm going to think of it in the world of who has the potential to cause damage to the top four, there's nothing that really, like, appeases me, you know? I'm like, I'm like... Having a little taste, you know, it's like, you know, when you're going to an ice cream shop, it's like, yeah, I would like to try the, the mangolicious, bubblicious. And then they give you a little spoon, and you're like, and you like taste it, and like, oh, I don't want this, I don't want this, you know? And you're certain right away, it's like, there's nothing, there's, there's no flavor here that is making me think, like, ooh, I might just replace one of the other flavors that I have in my ice cream bowl, Right? There's nothing there that is truly making me think, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna replace the the chocolate mint chip flavor. I'm gonna remove the stracciatella. No no no. There there is there is no flavors in there, you know? That make me feel that way. So all in all, we put Fnatic, first place, Fnatic, 
naturally, as an unbiased party. What is Stracciatella? Guys, tell him what Stracciatella is, please. Fanatic first. G2, honestly, I can see a world where they get second. I can see a world where, 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 they, are, where they are second and the conversation for second and then Vitality third. For me, whatever. You, you can put whatever you want. G2 second, Vitality third, Vitality second, G2 third. The world is your oyster. My Lions fourth and then everybody else. But I think there's a, there's a clear disparity. And the beauty of it is we are currently... We are currently in the off-season. The game could change. The game could change so much that all of a sudden, you know, maybe maybe the Fnatic Super Team is not succeeding because Yamato Cannon is just fucking... is, is trolling. Okay? The, the, the point is that what I'm trying to say is, you know, a, a lot of things can change. A lot of things can happen. This is only, you know, initial interpretation and I'm saying it with very imperfect information because some of these players, I haven't seen them play. But I'm excited nevertheless. This offseason has been very chaotic and crazy. Uh, I am happy for everyone involved that it's finally coming to an end, hopefully. As the contracts are being inked in and uh, things are going to be, you know, juicier and juicier. I guess the next point of conversation we could have is K-Corp. K-Corp. You know, Cabo going to K-Corp, you know, it is very obvious that K-Corp have really, really big plans. Really, really, like, beautiful plans, you know? The rumor has it that there's going to be an expansion in the LEC, right? And um, K-Corp getting a player like Reckless. Ah, bro, how could you? That is success. That is success. Like, how, how on earth will you not be able to get yourself, get your ass into the LEC with the big-ass fan base like K-Corp? Yo, the K-Cop fans are mental, man. They are so, so damn good. They are so damn good. So good. The, the K-Cop fans are, are crazy. You know? It is truly like... Bro, it's just... Fantastic. What Kamito has done, what Keiko has done, truly, truly a blessing uh, to the scene. I support anything that propels the scene forward. And K-Corp is definitely a very positive force. And them signing Reckless, you know, imagine a world that there was two, two sides of the coin, right? If... Reckless was in a position where he stayed in G2. Maybe he could put pressure on G2. Maybe it would be very strange, but I never ever would believe in a situation where he would be subbed in. 
he could make G2 really fucking uncomfortable financially and also, you know, uh, just publicly. It could have been very uncomfortable. But imagine if, if, if Reckless would run out his contract, like there was another two years on it. It's like if, if you're in a position where you don't play for a whole year and then you don't play for another whole year, what's going to happen to you? That's like, that's kind of a death sentence in terms of um, career, right? So this this move to K-Corp, you know, respect. I think you get to play, you get to showcase yourself. The viewership is going to be absolutely through the roof. I think this is a win-win situation uh, for two people. It's going to be a win-win situation for two people. So Bjergsen is washed. No, the difference with Bjergsen is that he came off of no contract. The man has no contract. He finishes his time at TSM, no contract. Finito. Right? It's very different to stay on for another year and don't play and then be on contract still. That's the difference. Right? I think this is a win-win situation considering the position that um, that they win. How can Keiko pay one million for reckless and also one million salary? Bro, it's like you, you go to your sponsors and investors and it's like, yo, we can get this Martin Larson guy who's pretty much been, you know, if we think of the faces of European League of Legends, his face has always been there. Right, so I'm I'm sure there's a way uh, to get the money, you know. Especially if you present it in a way, yo, you are going, we are going to fucking get the steam to the LEC when they open up for uh, more things. French fan will buy a regular jersey for one mil, actually, maybe. Maybe. They sold out their thousand shirts in three minutes Monday. Boom. Money. K-Corp also is, is, is just it's so evident to me that this is the type of team that can fucking capture lightning in a fucking bottle and use someone like Reckless on your team and really like play it up big. You know, just explode with it. You know? They're going to play the show match against uh, Ibai. It's going to be fucking hype, you know? It's gonna be sick. I think this is uh, this is uh, this is good, you know. In in terms of the competition, it's gonna be like I I think the key key thing here is if K Corp don't get into the LEC, then it's rough. Then it's really really rough, because that's the commitment Cabo and 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 Reckless are following along on, right? But I think. You know, K-Corp is doing some good shit. I would be very fucking surprised if they don't. Unless, like, their whole operation is funded by, like, drug money. It's like Narcos Mexico. It's like Narcos Mexico is actually about K-Corp. You know, <laughs> if it's if it's something, like, mental like that, I, I would be very surprised if, um, if it was the case, you know? It's like Camito is standing there. It's like Plato and Plomo, you know? It's just... Poof. Yeah, then, but no, it's chupa chup money. You know, it's chupa chup money. It's Logitech money. It's 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 all good. 
It's it's clean, I believe. <laughs> I believe it's clean. But who knows? I don't know anything. Bro, I don't know how this year would play out, 2021. I didn't know how fucking 2020 would play out. Bro. When I was... Like, 2020. I thought I was going to coach Vitality. I got fired. I got fired. I went into off-season. I was like, okay, this is my time to freelance. I'm going to free. I'm going to travel the world and do events and like maybe speak at universities. I'm going to keep myself busy. You know what God gave me? You know what happened? You know what happened, guys? COVID. Fucking <laughs> COVID happened. <laughs> and you know, COVID has been hard for a lot of people. So I, like, I'm not feeling pity for myself, but it's kind of hilarious. It's kind of funny. And then I was supposed to go over to North America, guys. I had my contract in hand. It would be NALCS Yamato Cannon. And then you know what happened? Travel restrictions. Trump. Travel restrictions. I would have gone to North America to coach a good team. You know, don't worry. If I go to North America, it's to win. You know, it's to win. Don't do it. Don't do worry. Because at the time, you know, the opportunities in, in Europe were, were slim. They like I, I was intrigued by some teams, but I was patient and I was ready to pounce. And then Trump, dish, and we just knew mutually it didn't make sense because I had another opportunity lined up and that was Sandbox. I came into Sandbox. And if someone told me at the beginning of, of, of December, we'd be like, okay, so this is going to be your year, okay? You're going to go into freelance and then you're going to regret it because COVID is going to hit. And you're not going to be able to cast in front of fans or do analyst desk in front of fans. You're going to actually do it from home. You're going to sweat your balls off in your fucking apartment that you pay way too much for that has no heating. You're going to sit there and sweat your balls off, right? And then, uh, and then after, in the off-season between spring and summer... You're going to ink a deal with a team that you would really want to join. And then the president of America is going to clock block you. Because I was about to use that money to buy a new Roly. But it didn't happen. And then I went to Sandbox. And that was, that was beautiful. I'm very happy with how everything played out. Because it gave me experience and the strength towards the next challenges coming my way. Because 2021 was, was as wild as the previous year. And I am happy that it is. I'm, I'm very happy that it is. Never a stale moment in esports. I tell you that, my friends. And uh, now we're moving into the next year. The rumored Fnatic roster is gorgeous. But we'll talk about it more uh, when uh, everything is announced and everything is in the clear. Because obviously I have some words to say, but... Uh, when the time is right, my friends. When the time is right. Lean Blaster 420. Thank you very much for your subscription. Thank you very much.
Thank you very much. Bob the Flop subscribing with his prime. Can we get another subscription, please? Give me one more subscription, guys. One more sub. There we go. Oh, baby, a triple! Oh, yeah! Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Gorgeous, guys. Thank you very much, guys. Burkrush. Thank you. Thank you. This applause for you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Truly appreciate it. Very, very nice of you guys to um, to use to spend your beautiful money. I hope. Uh, I don't know. My camera is all fucked, man. Focus, camera, focus. Oh, baby, a triple! Oh, yeah! Alright, so what do we do now? Febby Twitter. Let's take a look at Febby Twitter. Let's remove this for now. Febbyven. I believe uh, Fabianche Fabianche is right. I don't think he's wrong. I do not think he's wrong. I uh, I wanted to show his tweet on the screen, but whatever. I'll just tell you guys what he tweeted. Your camera's blurry. I don't know how to fix it, man. Fuck it. Image. Browse. Desktop. There it is. Look at that, guys. Production. So for those only for, for using audio only, uh, I'm just going to read it up. Um, 
Some LCS teams still building the worst possible rosters ever. Fire management already, maybe then the league will get better competition. Ridiculous how so many people know are in charge of putting rosters together when they have absolutely no clues, good or not. This is why you keep failing, embarrassing the whole league as a whole. Now, the key thing is... The key thing is, right, is uh, it might come off as bitter from Thabivan's point of view, right? Because the man is not in a team right now. But there is truth to it. There is truth to it. Because in, in my mind, my mentality as a person... Let's, let's try this. I'm going to re go real close to the camera. We just we just do the podcast like this from now on. Hey guys. So, what were we talking about? Holy, I have some dandruff, guys. Everyone always thinks that I ha everyone thinks that I have blue eyes, but I have actually green eyes. My, my eyes are very green. The rarest of eye colors. Head and shoulder sponsorship and pork. That's true. Those eyes are gray. These, these, are, these are green, bro. This is money green. Money green indeed. So, back to what Fabian said. Well, uh, I believe that there's going to come a point in time where... Now we're going to have more and more pro players move into coaching positions and then those players are going to move into general management positions. Because I believe it's, it's so important to have a very good eye for the game in order to make proper assessments. Because I think it's very common for GMs to act in the capacity of trusting other people um, based off of their assessment of players. And I think that never ever gives you the full context. Like maybe further down the line in 5-10 years, maybe you're going to see a GM uh, Yamato Kan, right? Maybe that's going to happen. Maybe not. Who knows? Depends on how long League lives, right? right? Maybe the League MMO is going to take over my life and I'm going to live off of my crypto investments for the rest of eternity. And I'm going to stream it and I'm going to buy a nice fan so I can sit in my own sweat and um, and enjoy it, you know? Who knows? Who knows what uh, uh, what's going to happen? Yamato colorblind, good to know. Uh, my friend, my eyes are, are green, but you have to keep in mind that this camera, like, look at the lighting, bro. Look, look at the lighting. Like, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's a little light in, in, in the sky. And I definitely believe, you know, in, in any line of work, there's going to be the people that do the work on the ground that deserve most of the credit for the value something brings, right? Sometimes there's going to be an idea and that idea is being fulfilled by employees and then it goes and goes like that. Let's take Amazon as an example. People are pissed off at Jeff Bezos, you know, that he's made a shit ton of money and he's enjoying himself, right? But the man had the idea 
and the audacity to think as big as he did. He's like, I'm going to take over the world and I'm going to shave my head and get jacked and then go to space, right? And in essence, that part of it is super, super important. Very important. Similar in... But in vain as well, people are going to look at the workers that, um, you know built everything up that actually did the physical labor and did the work and like now the amazon delivery people and the conditions that they're living in people are going to look at those people and be like yo uh, these these are the guys that are that are making it work right that is way too oversimplified yamaro but brother i'm not even finished and you're saying that what i'm saying is oversimplified even though i haven't finished so i'm spitballing just the analogy here right it's the same thing for league right you had the esports teams that were created, and then you had the leagues that were created, right? So, so, so Riot created the league systems, and then, yeah, of course, I, I know that Jeff Bezos didn't tell himself that. I'm just, you know, I'm adding some humor to it, Add, adding some humor to it, just uh, for, for the sake of storytelling, right? There was someone at a point in time that made esports teams. That, that made the league into an eSport, that monetized it, and, and eventually, you know, the idea is, is, is a very important part of that process, and, and, and the people that were willing to take a risk in order to establish eSports teams. But in the end, as, as things carry on, the people that do the day-to-day -day work are so, so important. But always, in, an, in any type of industry, if you have like if 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 you are in a room and you're doing all the heavy work to to push out the project product and then there's going to be a product manager above you that wants to take credit for it all if things go well it's like yo this this is me man this is me and then there's going to be a guy above the product manager that's like yo i hired this product manager i'm fucking sick and there's going to be the ceo of the company is like yo this company was my idea and i'm funding it all and i am fucking the sickest baller of all time right but there's a chain reaction here that that there comes a time with the people on the ground that are playing, that are, that are working with the game, those are the people that need to be valued and, and cherished, right? And in any line of work, the same thing in esports, there's been many teams where I hear stories from other players where it's like, yo, we are busting our ass. It's like we are three players busting our ass. Our coaches are fucking useless. But the coaches are talking to the GMs and the GMs want to take credit and then the, the, the person above the GM wants to take credit. It's just a it's just a line of people wanting to take credit for what is going good, right? But for me, like even as a coach, I truly value my players, you know? Because at the end of the day, no matter what, like, I, I believe I'm in a position where I can affect everything, right? That's the only way to operate as a true competitor that, that works in a field where you have to make a group stronger. You have to take responsibility for every aspect of it. But they, at the end of the day, the actors, the people that are playing the game, hold the biggest responsibility, right? Because I can't... I can't really, you know, I can't make a, a player play a certain way, right? I can't take over the mouse and just, just do it.
So even even from my side, I am very humble with 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 taking credit. You know, I I never want to, I never want to take credit. Even though in 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 my view, the only way to what I expect from my players is that they take responsibility for fucking everything, right? Any any aspect of performance and taking the group together is each person's responsibility in that room. When you begin to view it this way, you're going to begin to think about how you speak to your teammates, how you affect your teammates, how you can affect the environment. Basically, you need to commit yourself to something. It's the same. It's like your home, right? When you're trying to achieve something insane, you're trying to push yourself and you're trying to push a group upwards, you need to treat it as, as if it is your home. In your home, you care about the furniture you have. You care about how the walls look. You care about, you know, cleaning up. You care about how, how every aspect of your home, how it flows together and how it is, right? That's very important. The same thing goes in a team environment. You begin to care about the details of what could actually make the team better. It's like, yo, the internet's quite bad. Maybe we can look into options. Even a player could say something like that. It's like, yo, we should probably think about uh, uh, different chairs. We can think about, you know, different internet. Honestly, we, we should change the lighting in here. Like, you can have ideas and you can, you can try to incorporate yourself in the process, right? And that's important. Maybe one player is having a hard time. How can you act towards him to lift him up and make him better? Right? And that's how I view coaching. It's like my role is to make sure that everyone that is working in the team is enabled to be the best version of themselves. And that can look very different depending on the person that you're working with. Right? But the point being is, you know, there's always going to be people in many organizations I'm not saying this is the case for everything, but in many organizations, they want to take credit, and then that credit, there's someone per, some person above them that wants to take credit, and it's just a, just a pyramid. It's just a pyramid, but at the bottom, you know, the, the people that are actively there and doing it are, uh, you know, on the front lines of, of making it work. And this is visible in many lines of work many lines of work even in the army right you could have a general leading his soldiers that general the soldiers they are doing the shooting they're doing the firing and they're on the front lines and then they're losing their life they're spilling blood the general is leading wars and he's going to have uh, songs sung about him about how he has won so many wars and then there's going to be a king above that general that is going to or a president or whatever the fuck what kind of i don't know a fucking monarch or a kaiser or an emperor or whatever a tsar nevertheless there's always going to be you know someone at the top of the pyramid that wants to take credit for everything but that person at the top of the pyramid is necessary for everything to begin that's why I say, right, in the context of Jeff Bezos. In the context of Jeff Bezos, the way he created Amazon, right? That there had to be a person at the top of the pyramid first for it to start. But then at the end of the day, everything as things proceed, the bottom of the pyramid becomes more and more important. And there's always going to be in these layers 
in these layers of this pyramid, this metaf like this this metaphorical uh, this metaphorical pyramid, uh, the importance goes deeper and deeper. The way he created Amazon was with parents' money, thievery, trickery, and rule breaking. Well, okay, I don't know too much about how Amazon was created. It's just that the, the context of how he's hated for what he has created, but Amazon is, it's a fucking monster, right? It's a monster of what it is, a monster of a company. But I don't know how we got here. The point is, I, I agree partially with with um, with, with uh, Mr. Fabian here. Does, uh, like for me, when, when a roster is being built, I think the intention should be, yo, is there a world where this roster can be number one? Yes. If things go right, okay. If there's no chance in hell, what are you doing? What are you doing, brother? Is that a penis? Jizuki tweet. Let's check the Jizuki tweet. You mean this is what the real pizza looks like? Some teams are just built to make money, not necessarily win. CLG may be profitable business with a good risk-return ratio that does not necess necessitate winning LCS. Well, as a competitor, I would never want to ever join a team with that mindset. And I'm not saying CLG has that mindset. I'm just saying, that's not me. Act like a waste man, that's not me. All right. Well, in my mind, I believe it is time for some League of Legends. I believe we've talked enough about the offseason. I have... Uh, another thing is, I believe something that I want to do is that I'm going to get in touch and be, be closer to, to all of the RL teams. Just because because I have I have a couple of players uh, that I consider close to, and I want to be able to say, "Yo, these six teams are looking for a mid laner. I'm going to hook you up with a tryout." 
And um, that's something that I want to be able to do uh, because um, some players are not getting tryouts and it's crazy to me. Uh, Korsk, thank you very much for your subscription. Appreciate it. Um, some players that I, I believe should be in teams are not getting into teams. And I believe as a, a voice in the scene, I have a responsibility to, to help uh, the good guys because I care for the well-being of of players I care for the well-being of of players that can be fucking good so the two players that I have in mind right now that I believe belong in teams is Peng and Galul so Peng is someone that I work with uh, like not work with but I've been talking to like I've been using him for 1v1s and so forth player with, with, with good future I think he has good potential Galul I was with him in Saudi Arabia and this is a man that has figured out you know the, the the challenges that he has been forced to go through in order to play as good as as he does when he needs to play competitions and so forth i believe there is so many players out there that would crack under that pressure and i believe it's the same thing about a lot of arabic players but galul man this uh, one of one of my favorite guys uh, that I've ever met, man. He, he has such a pure soul, and uh, I believe this man has uh, a lot of potential too. And I believe this is a player that also deserves uh, tryouts. So I'm going to put effort to make sure that I'm in touch with the RL teams and and understanding what is going on. Also, uh, for for the future of 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 anything, just maybe there are players that should be going to LEC, and maybe I can. I can help uh, help to do that. Galul is, is is fucking good. Peng is fucking good, and these are two players that I believe deserve to play. Like these these players are so fucking hungry to play, and I I believe uh, definitely that they they should be able to. What about Dean, Mister Cannon, boss champ? You know, Dean was uh, playing top lane uh, with me back then. He was uh, he was doing uh, GP. He was doing uh, Orn. It was funny, you know. Eventually, everyone started copying my drafts that I prepared for the tournament. People were just stealing Orn away. Now I know Dean is doing well in the jungle, but uh, Dean should come talk to me. If Dean, for some reason, hears this message. He should come talk to me. He owes me that. He owes owes me that. He needs to talk to me. If this message comes out to Dean somehow, Dean knows why he needs to talk to me. Back in Hamza as well, man. Hamza, he, our jungler, he was like 1k LP jungle and... Um, Bro, you're studying to become a doctor at the same time. <laughs> so 2023 fanatic. 2023 fanatic roster. Keen Dean Bean. <laughs> and then in the bot in the support is Young Lean. <laughs> and then we are sponsored by Michelin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Wakishi. 
And then when we were walking on stage, you know what song is playing? Jolene, 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 Jolene. <laughs> Bin and Bean. Anyhow, I think this is a good place to uh, stop the the voice of Yamato um, episode. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Let me know what you think about the sound effects. If they're just too annoying, I'm trying not to overuse them, uh, which uh, would kill them very fast. I'm trying to keep them rare. Uh, let me know if uh, there is any sound effect that you guys should... Uh, uh, think that I should add. Oh fuck! Because I can't believe you've done this. I don't know what to add. I have, I have, wow. I have, bruh, and then I have. Oh baby, a triple! Oh yeah! I have this one, and then I have clap. Add white whippo music. We can't have like a full song playing. Uh, nevertheless, for those curious about fanatic specific things, when the announcements are out, then we can talk about it. I, nevertheless, I am very excited. So let's move into some motherfucking solo queue, my friends. Oh, baby, a triple. Here's a disconnector from your channel. Yamato, you're the Zlatan of esports. Did they already say that? Maybe. Maybe I am. I love Zlatan. But um, I don't think it's fair for me to compare myself to him. He's, he's a goddamn legend. Zlatan is the man. He's been like Zlatan has been such an inspiration to so many people. Like he, he's like the the number one export of of Sweden. Abba IKEA Zlatan Ibrahimovic and the Nobel Prize. All right, let's have a little schnifferoni. Yeah. What the fuck was that sound? Thank you very much for subscribing, Seeker One. I appreciate it. What is happening? Zamorak or Saradomin? Saradomin, my friend. 
Blitzcrank Series 1 Permanent Honor 5 End of Season Capsule Ooh, Poggers in the chat Poggers in the chat my friends Poggers Poggers Alright Let me just change Oh shit oh, I'm getting hacked guys I'm getting hacked Knock knock who's there me, I kill you. <laughs> Yamato, she broke up because I entered her promo. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, bro. Oh. Episode finished. Please, I check the VOD on YouTube. We will be up latest tomorrow. Big. Okay, I use all characters. Victorious Blitzcrank. New champion skin. New champion. I already own this champion. Clash tomorrow is streaming. Maybe, baby. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> 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 <laughs>